0: Hello, this is Unanimous Indecision, I'm Joshua Troop, and it is the best day of the week, because it's Wednesday, and we are talking The Last Duel. We're also talking a bunch of crazy movie news stories, so that should be an exciting one. I'm actually, I think, more excited to talk about the news stories this week than the movie, Um, but I think that'd be regardless of the movie we watch, maybe. Uh, because this week was crazy with the amount of uh, superhero news and specifics that we got, and a couple other things as well. Uh, I am joined by Ian Resmondo. How are you hey. doing, dude? How's you uh, doing? It's been well. Uh, happy to talk about this this uh, week's movie news. Nice. Thank you for the podcast. Um, yeah, we're happy to have you as always, and. Uh, for those of you that it's your first time listening to us, just want to remind you that there's many ways you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts sold for free for the audio format. Or you can join us live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. And share your thoughts and theories in the live chat about whatever it is we are talking about. Uh, let's. Um, oh, also the format of this show. Uh, we do a movie review and then we talk uh, this past week's movie news. Uh, so it should be a good one. Um, to start us off, this week's movie is The Last Duel. Um, Last Duel. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, uh, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Comer, I think. Um, yeah, and this is an interesting movie. Um, supposedly based on a true story. Uh which is really interesting because, like, it's one of the oldest stories that we have. I guess. I mean, like, <laughs> like Julius Caesar is definitely up there, but uh, mm-hmm. this being a thirteen hundreds, um, I kept incorrectly saying it was like a Middle Ages English story. It's actually a French story. Mm. Um, takes place in France amongst French lords and. Uh, it's it's a really interesting movie. I really enjoyed it um, as far as what I was looking for. And I think the thing that I enjoy about it primarily, I mean, a Ridley Scott is just a terrific director, so he can make grass growing interesting in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does a couple things in this movie uh, really well. Number one he does well is something he has experience doing well and it's and I think a couple weeks ago we talked about how he was going to start the gladiator 2 script Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's because of the last duel because the fighting in the last duel the sword fights that are in there feel very similar to gladiator they they they're I don't want to say that they're necessarily structured similarly but they're just as intense and just as gripping and um very bloody and it feels like you're on the ground with them in in the in the fight you feel every swing of the sword um and so that was something i really liked about the movie is the the side fighting that wasn't necessarily relevant to the plot um obviously gladiator was much more relevant um so there's that and then the other thing I was like the other I wonder if Adam driver is going to be casting gladiator 2 because isn't Ridley Scott making Gucci also and that also has Adam driver in it right right. so I'm like I wonder if Adam driver gave him some inspiration (laughs) or something um or maybe was just talking to him about how much he loves gladiator or something but uh yeah so I I think we've solved why gladiator 2 could be happening (laughs) Um, so the fighting I think is done really well. The other thing that's really interesting about this movie, um, it's a little different than most movies. Um, the movies split up into thirds, but not like a first act, second act and a third act. Instead, we're kind of told the exact same story three times, uh, from different perspectives. We get it from, uh, I'm going to butcher their French names. So I'm just going to say the actor's names. All right. Um, we get it from Matt Damon's character. We get it from Adam Driver's character. And then we get, lastly, from Jodie Comer's character. And it's really interesting because at first I was kind of bored of the idea. But I think it was actually accomplished pretty well. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, this is accomplished pretty well by the new scenes we get to see From each character's perspective. I actually think this movie is the opposite. I'm more interested in the scenes we've already seen. Which is crazy to me right? Because I've already seen them. So why, why am I interested in hearing that story again? But it was so interesting because. The movie accomplishes its mission so well through these different perspectives. Because. What is the story it's trying to tell? The story it's trying to tell is that in the 1300s, there was no sense of actual justice, <laughs> right? They all tell their piece. And at the end of the day, they're like, we're just going to fight each other for whether the girl is telling the truth. Oh, yeah, that's a great system of justice <laughs> they've got there. And then whoever will survive the fight because God won't allow liars. To they live. were correct. Yeah. God God won't allow liars to live. So whoever wins must be telling the truth. And so it's such a a rigged system of government, uh, system of justice to begin with, that it's really trying to, I think, get the audience to make a decision. Okay. And the audience goes through watching the film. They get these three perspectives. They hear everyone's story. And then you make your decision. And guess what? Your decision doesn't matter either. Because at the end of the day, they had a duel. They had a duel. And, <laughs> and then... one of them died, regardless of your decision. Even So if it you doesn't matter with... anything else what happened to the rest of Even the Even if you it's... agree with her side, his side, the other guy's side, <laughs> regardless of whose uh, perspective you most agree with, your opinion doesn't matter. And that's what the story's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. Is that uh regardless of who was telling the truth they had a duel and one of them died because of it and um and it's really interesting because i think the movie actually does a tremendously good job that while it tells us these three stories tells us these three perspectives it's not telling three unbiased perspectives in fact it emphasizes that it's doing the opposite. That it's telling three biased perspectives. Now, yes, it does say that uh, when it's going to the perspective of Jodie Comer's character, uh, the woman who gets taken advantage of, it does say that her story is the truth. And I mean, I haven't read the book. I don't know the history. So sure, that's the truth, I guess. (laughs) But what I'm talking about specifically is there's one scene I think there's another one as well, but it was this one scene in particular that I noticed it at, um, and it kind of affected me. Okay. And it's the scene where... uh, So, Matt Damon's character and Adam Driver character have, of course, develop, have developed this rivalry for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. They used to be friends, they've saved each other's lives, and now they've developed this rivalry. And so... Uh, and this is before the incident. Um, and he... Uh, they they come to this banquet or whatever it was. This celebration of one of their other friend's kids being born. Alright. Um, and Matt Damon's character... They, they both decide, hey, we should just end it now. Um, and so they shake hands, regard each other as brothers... Um, And then Matt Damon's character says, and go ahead. uh, And he tells his wife to kiss Adam driver to show that there's no ill will between them. And we see that it is very interesting because there's two parts of this scene is that one, right after they uh, shake hands in each of their perspectives uh, in Matt Damon's perspective, he said this line that was like, um the the Lord of the land should not have bickering between his uh between his squires, for that just sows more seeds of chaos amongst our enemies. It, it's some something, something to the effect of that. That's like we shouldn't be bickering for the sake of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And in Matt Damon's perspective, he's the one that said that. In Adam Driver's perspective, he's the one that said that. In her perspective, it's a completely different guy that says it. (laughs) It's neither one of them. But then we get to the actual kiss. Mm -hmm. And in Matt Damon's perspective, in the husband's perspective, it's just a peck. It means nothing. It's just a peck. And it did so good because I never thought about it again. (laughs) But then we get to Adam Driver's perspective, the, the accused. And his perspective laves so much emphasis onto that kiss. It isn't just a peck. It's, it's a full smooch. Both their lips curl around each other and their, their lips even extend to prolong the kiss as they're pulling away. And so it's like, wow, that does seem like a lot more than what it was. And then we get to her perspective and you see that it's actually only his side is trying to prolong the kiss and not hers Mm. and so i was just like wow that's so interesting because we see a variety of scenes but i think that one scene specifically sums up the uh everyone's headspace that the husband was like this came out of nowhere he's totally blindsided by the whole uh incident whereas um the accused is like well she led me on (laughs) Uh, that she she's lying if she said she didn't want it either. Um, and then her side of it being a complete one-sided uh, infatuation. Um, and there's other things that make it more dramatic and whatnot and make it an interesting story. But yeah, but I, I think it's those sort of things that really show that that's the part that like I really enjoy about this story is that Ridley Scott managed to really uh, capture these three perspectives really well. Um, it's not, I think the movie could have been shorter because <laughs> okay. it's not like the most entertaining thing ever. It's kind of like watching an episode of law and order for two and a half hours, <laughs> which it's like, okay, I, I understand it strings the facts. you along, but like, you're like, all right, let's move on. I let's do get, get the here. facts. Um, and at some point there has to be the duel to make this thing called the last duel. And the duel at the end is really exciting and cool and really interesting. Mm-hmm. And at one point, one side is winning at one point, the other side is winning and it goes back and forth. Um. But yeah, I mean, the, the point is that though, that like you're not supposed, I, I think, I think the thing that's super interesting about it is that like, even though the husband, this is a huge spoiler if I haven't spoiled it yet. <laughs> the husband wins the duel and he kills his former friend. Uh, which means he gets to live. His wife gets to live. They didn't perjure themselves because God said they were telling the truth. That's what they did. <laughs> and it's like. At your core, seeing this, you're like, you want to celebrate. Because it does seem that that is the truth, that mm-hmm. she was telling the truth. So that is good that her side won. Um, but you shouldn't be celebrating it because <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. It's still not justice, regardless of it coming I mean, to that's the how, correct result it is accidentally coming to the correct result that doesn't sure. make it justice sure and but that's, that's how the, a lot of that's how it, a lot of like empires have worked a lot a lot of people's things right. it's like oh if you have duels like that then whoever whoever wins but 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 that's why i think that's is so interesting no about this movie is that i think it captures that mostly well um that at least it, it came across to me that I was like it's good that that he won that her side won but like. I was still unsettled by the end of it. That I was like, "This isn't justice." I yeah, her, yeah. The correct side may have won, but it won by accident. <laughs> <laughs> one because one guy was stronger than he, uh, the other or something <laughs> like. <laughs> that's not justice, and, and that's the thing that I think is is super interesting uh, about the movie is to to see this um, archaic. <laughs> to see this old form of justice uh what was considered justice back then and uh to see it so applauded um like they have the king there watching it and at the end of it he's cheering that like justice went out yeah and, dude just uh, and, I mean, that's how it's it works like yeah and uh, yeah uh, it's just like regardless of it the truth willing out, <laughs> regardless of the truth being accidentally correct, it's kind of a tragedy of a justice system at its core of a story. Um, and that's what I think is such an interesting movie about it is that, like, I mean, it makes me think that shared not every court case does nowadays the truth will out, but it, it's a much better system that we, we actually listen to full sides of the arguments rather than send people into a fighting pit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is kind of arbitrary. Ah, but they came to the right answer in the um, end. So that's what matters. Right. <laughs> um, and that's the thing is, I think a lot of people judge any justice system, whether it's ours or someone else's or a previous justice system. And everyone this is kind of becoming a philosophical statement. Now uh, a lot of people judge justice, their their knowledge of justice systems based on um their their biases and its successes the justice system successes within our biases that's like okay how many times has the justice system allowed my side to be right what i believe to be the truth to will out um and so it's like i think this movie captures that bias pretty well um with this 1300s French justice kind of thing, um, and so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think the movie, honestly, though, I gotta say, anyone else directing and anyone else acting, probably not that great of a movie probably wouldn't have been as good. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of Ridley Scott like just fine-tuned touches in it that make it feel good, make it feel more real, right? Um and then there's a lot of Matt Damon and Adam driver carrying the movie. Jody Comer carry carries her side of the film as well. Um, I gotta say, I was a little surprised that Ben Affleck being Ben Affleck wasn't a bigger presence in the movie. Um, he was a big presence. He was probably the fourth biggest presence, but it was like a, a big drop off after the first three. <laughs> um, and so i was a little surprised about that but uh yeah it was it was a very interesting story uh which intrigued me but probably could have been a little shorter i don't know yeah. <laughs> it, it dragged on a little bit um all right but i i think it was overall pretty pretty good so basically the two and a half hours before the or i guess two hours before the final kill or whatever it means absolutely nothing the duel is the only thing that's important right. To that's film. the whole point is, is that it it uh, tells us these perspectives and the whole point of telling a perspective piece is so that it, it's, it, it tells, how can I say this? It tells a 1300s justice system story in a format that we are used to. We hear both sides arguments. We hear from all the witnesses we hear from all the parties attended. Their system doesn't care about that. That's the point. Mm. <laughs> Is that we, we get it delivered to us in a system that we could understand as a trial. And so we maybe make a conclusion by the end of it. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, they still have to have the duel and share. Maybe the conclusion we came to wins out, but it went out because of the duel, not because of the facts that we interpreted Gotcha. Uh so it, it's an interesting dichotomy to uh indulge. Um yeah, I don't have too much else to say about that. I mean, uh interesting story. Uh I think more people film. should watch it. It may it's maybe a little nuanced, but it is what it is. All right. Sounds um, like a good uh yeah. So we got to see a it. ton of news to talk about uh and before I, I, I added one or two well you you think i do i do sometimes <laughs> uh before we jump into the movie news i just want to remind everyone um to rate review subscribe follow wherever you're listening apple podcast spotify twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision uh because it helps give us feedback uh to all of you who are listening And also helps the podcast reach new ears um, and grow the community, grow the conversation. That's what it's all about to talk about these things. We love to talk about movies and TV shows and also like the Facebook page, join the Facebook group so that you get notified whenever a new episode goes up. All right, let's jump in to, um, oh, actually, before we do one more announcement, we do two shows here, at least for one more week. (laughs) uh the titan season finale we will be discussing friday 6 p.m eastern time and yeah that'll be an exciting one otherwise we do this show every wednesday talking about movie talking about movie news and that should be good so let's get into this first article i'm going to jump through before passing it to you since i've been talking about this true um And it's not too much to say other than it's good news. Um, On Monday, we were potentially supposed to see the IATSE union uh, that is in charge of the crew of production studios. Uh, There was a high potential for them to go on strike on Monday. Um, However, they have supposedly reached a deal. um, And... It sounds like uh, people are a little split about this deal, but they're waiting to hear about what the final offer is. But uh, the production studios have said that an offer is is coming. They're, they are uh, indulging in the union's demands to a degree. Uh, right. So the, we'll uh, find out what happens uh, with that the members say it could take weeks to hear back exactly what the contents of the deal are and the date of ratification vote has not been set yet. So, yeah, it's kind of just a way to kick the can down the road, but (laughs) true. Well, hopefully uh, that all gets sorted out well, so we don't go on strike and lose out on all of our television (laughs) and movie reaction. Yeah, Although uh, you and I had a really good conversation off uh, screen that I thought was really interesting. Um, we were talking about how the writer strike uh, in 2008 led to uh, increased reality television <laughs> uh, True. because you don't need writers for reality. <laughs> you just slap some cameras around uh, and just film people. I mean, you do need some writers and you need some people who, like, know how to manipulate the footage to get a story. Yeah, but honestly, Uh, those kinds of notes can just be done by producers. (laughs) There's not, Uh, yeah, it's not as much, in my opinion. Yeah, and so uh, we were talking about that, and then we got to thinking about, well, what would the crew actually affect? I was talking about how you may not see an immediate effect on it. Because the the production schedule for movies, for instance, is like almost a year and a half or to two years in advance. Right, um, it's ahead of schedule by almost a full year. And if the crew go on strike, then it may not affect scheduling too badly. However, an area it could affect is TV shows, which are produced more throughout the year. And more specifically, TV shows is reality tv shows especially live reality tv shows uh ian brought up what's that show that you were watching the other day dancing with the stars oh dancing with the stars so yeah so i didn't think about competition shows yeah people vote on because it's like to me i'm thinking like competition cooking shows which are filmed all in advance and then we just get them right throughout the weeks but these are Uh, live but dancing with the stars is live which means it needs a live crew today. <laughs> True. Like I, I'm always joking, uh, about how, like, every time we go to commercial or every time that there's an extendedly long, <clears throat> uh, thing where we watch about like what the contestants have been doing each week, uh, what, what each like dancing pair has been doing that the crew is cleaning the, the dance floor and then setting up for the next bit. Like they're, they have to sprint with such efficiency to like do that in like the two and a half minutes or whatever. Um, but i i just kind of joke about that but that actually made me think that like yeah if there was a strike this show just couldn't couldn't happen a yeah. I mean, week right and they'll, this one and many others yeah they'll either have to stop or scrounge together a non-union crew which will be extremely hard true uh so yeah uh thinking about that i was like wow they that is an interesting thing to see an immediate effect on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a purview that I pay too much attention to, but it is there. Um, yep. So yeah, wh- what do we got in other movie news? All right. Uh, we got a little bit of news uh, coming out uh, about the John Wick prequel um, series, The Continental. Uh, we found out that Mel Gibson is going to star in it as a Whoa. new character. Uh, his character's name is going to be Cormac, although we don't know anything else about it. So that's all that's all we got so far. It's just a name. <laughs> so now hundreds of video essays will be written about this character that we know absolutely nothing about. And <laughs> or we can just wait a little bit and figure it out. Do um, you think that means he dies? Or well, this... are they specifically introducing him? Well, hold on. When does this come out? Uh, we're not, no no premiere data set yet. Okay. Uh, from when this is coming out. I was trying to uh, think we, we know, get it's, John Wick 4 or 5 before. We do this. know it's supposed to star a younger, not star, uh, follow the actions of a younger uh, Winston Scott. Is that John I, Wick? No. That's who, who's Winston Scott? The guy who runs the Continental. Uh, the Ian McShane's character? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is supposed to follow a younger version of him. So this is probably like decades in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. um, so I don't necessarily know if Cormac needs to survive or or not survive this because he could be anywhere right timeline. yeah that's true uh and but the only other thing of note that i'd say for this is that uh they do have a little bit about the fourth film fourth john wick film it's currently filming with a planned release date of may 27th 2022 nice that's yeah I, I mean i don't want to say that soon but it's <laughs> it's seven months out yeah it's not too far all uh, right that is pretty exciting i see hershey in the chat how are you doing today uh, just talking some movies. We're about to get into a slew of superhero news. It's true. Um, there's so much this week, but we got a few more. What? What? What do we got? All right. Uh, a little bit. We've got. Uh, moving on. We have an article about uh Dilly Dennis villain news. Upcoming. Yes. Yeah, something, uh, like something like that. I'm sorry. I apologize for your names. Upcoming Dune. Uh, so it is set to now uh, come out on HBO Max a day early, which will match the like night before premiere. Does, Does that mean today? Release? Is that today? Uh, no. um, so it's the movie premieres on the 22nd, but you can show up 21st at like 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. or whatever to watch the film. So that means tomorrow night, uh, actually at 3 p.m. Um, okay. Pacific time. Uh, you can watch Dune on HBO Max. This is so. That's tomorrow, man. Dumb to me. So, but is it just that, I mean, I guess the only reason to do this would be that anybody who is not wanting to go to the theaters to see this, will get it at the exact same time, roughly as like people who would go to theaters for that. So like, yeah, but if the point is that they're not going to theaters, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they can watch it anytime they want. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. but then there's people that like, are worried about spoilers or whatever. They want to see it. Like, I don't know. just, allow Um, access to it for everyone i mean america's already getting this a month late like this has been premiering around the world that's my point right it's it's uh, already been out for for a month in the rest of the world true so it's not like a day for americans is really going to make a difference in regards to spoilers you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if you were surfing areas of the internet that had spoilers already like you were spoiled so (laughs) that's your fault i mean that's Uh, fair plus i mean what's there to be spoiled about it's based on a book there's been two other iterations about it. it it's, it's the the story it's is real their real. adaptation, their interpretation of the the, the story is real and real. the final it's, act. Is gonna be, it's yes. not like Paul's gonna die in this version, <laughs> right? Like, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I think specifically, I think it's a stupid move by Warner Brothers because I think. And I, it's like a circular thought. Okay. I have negative thoughts about it because I think you can only have negative thoughts about it. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't think of a single positive thought to think about it. That it's like you gain so much flack for your HBO Max moves. And Dune was one specifically that was fought so tooth and nail to mm-hmm. stay theatrical. Um, that And now they're you, just pushing it up to day and date again or... You had to do this crazy renegotiation with Legendary that also lumped in um, Kong Godzilla versus Kong uh, because Legendary did both of these, Mm -hmm. and they had to be negotiated together in order for you to get your way. (laughs) So, like this HBO Max uh, throat shoveling (laughs) uh, has been so controversial, and then they're just like and one more day <laughs> it's like all this is gonna look like is you just constantly poking the bear it that does you just, kind of seem you're like just that. constantly like okay we had a negotiation we created a deal and now we're adjusting it a little bit more within the confines of the deal maybe but like it's just like how, how much can we stretch it it does kind of feel like that as well as like a, if you give a mouse a cookie yeah yeah, and they're just like constantly uh pulling on everyone's legs. And and it's just like they they're in some like serious danger of pissing people off that they they really got to just like shut up for a little bit. <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> Like well, they the other-
0: they blamed it all on AT&T mm-hmm. and now they aren't owned by AT&T. <laughs> um, at least i don't know how when the effective date of that was now mm-hmm. they're with discovery or whatever or discover uh i i don't know when the the effective data that was but like they blamed everything on at you can't who are they gonna blame this move on now <laughs> like <laughs> you're you're constantly just like i don't know it just just feels like you're poking and prodding and just constantly pushing people's buttons that's like Denny Villeneuve fought so hard for this. You renegotiated so that you both would be satisfied to a certain degree. And mm-hmm. now you've made a change again. <laughs> I'd, I'd be interested to hear his reaction to this. Even um, if it's only a change by 12 hours or whatever it is. But the fact that it's being changed again after negotiations yeah. are finished after all the I mean, that's fair. It's like um, <laughs> just don't do anything. You could have just sat on your hands. And been fine, Dune could have launched, maybe was a success, maybe isn't a success. Like You you don't gain a benefit by 12 hours. It's not like there's going to be crazy word of mouth with 12 hours. Give it two days and there will be crazy word of mouth. After the first weekend, there will be crazy word of mouth. But I don't know. I do not get this move. I don't understand it one bit. Well, the other thing to note is that it is going to release in China at roughly the same time as it is uh, in America. So prepare to see some serious uh, box office numbers in those two countries. Nice. But that's uh, about it for that. We can move right along. Let's do it. All right. Jack Ryan star Abby Cornish is to return as Kathy Moeller in season four of um, its Amazon series. So she was a season one actor who's going to be brought back for season four haven't seen the series myself i so i don't know if i finished season one (laughs) i watched a good bit of it it's pretty good it's pretty good i just like i don't know i got sidetracked by other things Um, apparently the character was never written out of the show she just disappeared and there was not a single mention of her during season two cool so (laughs) she's coming back I am oh, well, realizing the thing is, that we're not online on Twitch anymore, and I oh, don't know what happened. You should fix that. Uh, the other thing is that um, Season 3 I don't think has come out yet. I think Season 3 is like coming out soon, meaning she has been set up for the season after this. So. Oh, okay. So I guess they're writing Season 4 now. Right, right. Probably. Right, probably. Uh, I heard also Michael Pena uh, might be joining the cast as well. That'd be cool. Good for him. Um, yeah, he, he can use more serious roles. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to uh, get a serious role, but... In Jack Ryan, I would assume every role is a serious role. I don't know. He's just playing himself. He's playing uh, Pena in the movie. He's played this a series. couple serious roles on some Netflix series. Netflix movies. Okay. Uh, well, moving right along, uh, this is going to be the article that I threw in uh, just now before it started, so you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, we have another um, star to add to the cast of uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Ooh. That of Emily Blunt. Yeah. I'm certainly uh, liking the cast. She's still going to star uh, alongside Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy, however you say his name. I will continue to say it both ways because I have no idea which one is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is Blunt's first project, Nolan. So Nice. And, and Nolan tends to like work with the same actors over her right. film, so we might see her in several upcoming projects as well. Yeah. Yeah, it could be interesting. I don't know if we know what her role is going to be yet uh yeah i don't know that's news to me i didn't even see that yep. one all right well that's just that yeah i couldn't that's find exciting i mean i was up, like so. I, I, yeah every little detail we get more about this movie um uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like oh yeah silly murphy great casting emily blank great casting um that's true uh Robin yeah Marple Marple he Heimer, interesting interesting topic <laughs> true true uh moving along uh why the last man is canceled by fx uh on hulu that is why? not returning to get a season two i'm not sure haven't seen the first season however this happened this news has come out just before like a couple weeks before the season finale of season one Ooh. i guess the series finale <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah so it's getting it's canceled just before that happens and a lot of the actors um are taking to like twitter and whatnot voicing like how um how much they love the story and the show and, and wish to be like saved Uh, and asking for supporters so yeah honestly I feel like the biggest issue is advertising because I had never heard of this before neither had I and I imagine other people hadn't either so it's like if people aren't hearing it then they're probably not watching it and if they're not watching it it's not going to get renewed (laughs) true true Uh, regardless of how good the story might be Uh, But yeah, I saw that they were trying to shop their script around for future seasons Mm -hmm. to see if anywhere else would pick it up. I wonder if we'll see, like, Netflix grab it. They might. They've they've been known to save projects in the past, so Mm -hmm. they could certainly do this. I think that's viable. All right. Uh, We're getting now into a little bit of, like, superhero comic uh, book stories. Uh, So we're going to start off with something from uh, Disney and Marvel uh and it's that disney uh has pushed back several dates of its movies uh it wants me to sign in and i'm not going to sign in for this oh i shouldn't have sent this article uh (laughs) so there's several movies i believe including uh the black panther sequel wakanda forever uh doctor strange multiverse of madness uh thor love and thunder and ant-man and the wasp Quantumania, have all been pushed back by several months uh, one that we know has not been pushed back is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, so that is still on time. Now that movie, it's the next five movies, right? Like Guardians Three is after all those, or is perhaps I haven't seen a I haven't seen like the the list schedule of the last several okay, movies. Here we are in a while. Doctor Strange Two is May sixth. Now Thor Four is July eighth. Black Panther Two is November eleventh. Captain Marvel Two is now. In 2023, Ant-Man 3, oh, taking Ant-Man 3's February 17th spot. Ant-Man 3 is now July 28th. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is keeping its May 23 release date, so it's not quite the last one. Okay, I was just thinking they were pushing the next five, which I guess they sort of are pushing the next five, but they pushed Ant-Man 3 around Guardians 3 rather than through it rather than pushing six movies that push that one around it. That's weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You want to speculate why? <laughs> uh, maybe it's that they're trying to make sure that the next couple uh, stories they tell won't have as many issues as the the TV shows that they've just put out. So they want to have the stories actually released in the correct order. I'm not really... I don't know about that.
1: Um,
0: uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, I mean, no. I would wonder does is loki season two slated for next year i think it is is that I'm, gonna be I'm pretty before sure, yeah. dr strange 2 i'm not sure uh do we know of any of these well actually because I, I don't know the exact dates but they've all been pushed back several months so it does it look like any of them are being pushed back into the or back into the next year so not just staking in 2022 but pushing into 2023 yeah uh so captain marvel so that that's the thing that i think is interesting is mm-hmm. uh we did no we didn't even succeed this year right we only got three uh three so far oh i guess spider-man's technically fourth sure and now that venom i don't know i don't know how to make keep counting more uh well i we can i would count venom. spider-man but i won't count venom we can talk about venom in a little bit uh because um, that gets talked about in one of our articles okay uh but Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Panther sequels are all next year. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel two, which was supposed to be next year, is now in 2023. Um, so they are going back to three movies at least for next year, which I think is interesting. And I was a little disappointed. I mean, about. this has been like Marvel's like uh, busiest year to date. We've, yeah may, maybe they're the calibrating a little bit and they're realizing like <clears throat> maybe like, they like they put too much out at this one time or something or because they also not, like, pushed yeah. miss marvel the next year true true um, so yeah uh we might just be getting a lot of shows next year not a lot of movies could be um i think they might have just bit off a little bit more than they could chew immediately Probably. i'm not immediately. saying that we no, can't overall, no. Eventually, get to that beautiful 2021 year that we were promised. Um, but to go from the production that was in 2020 to the production that they're doing in 2021, um, it feels like every other week a different project's starting or not starting <laughs> or concluding. Um, and so yeah, I, I think it could just be that they want to recalibrate a little bit, make sure everything's still on track. Uh, I hope they're listening to some of the story complaints mm-hmm. um, because the quality of the stuff is still there. Absolutely. the quality's still there and that that's to definitely be commended. but I think the the stories need to be a little fine-tuned because um, at least to myself it feels like almost everything was like a, a near miss um not by much again not by much uh, but it was like man you were telling something amazing and then you like stepped off a cliff or something <laughs> like, like right at the end the last yeah. step um a, a lot of those final episodes of the tv shows or third acts of the movies were just like a little little sloppy in my opinion well i'm curious because um, another movie that's been talked that's been worked on for a long time that's getting has a lot of hype around it currently as eternals and i'm wondering if that's going to have a similar effect is that the third act is going to kind of just slightly fall by the wayside um i hope not that's but, what um, i would expect out of a movie titled eternals however given that it's chloe shout directing and right. the trailers we've gotten which just are beautiful scene pieces that's true suicide squad's trailer yeah. was fantastic i'm not sure that eternals will will be the same right no um, i hope not I hope and there's been great. a lot of positive buzz out of it lately <clears throat> um a lot of interesting rumors that i don't want to talk about dude <laughs> it's like it's kind of getting annoying again um i don't Go i don't on. absolutely hate it because i understand it but it, it is somewhat annoying um, is it, i mean like like this two, is two weeks until it releases is it only two weeks. Okay. November 5th. You're right. It is the beginning of November. I was thinking it was a full month. No, it's like, okay. it's like a little over two weeks. Cause like they had like the red carpet premiere and like a lot of critics have seen the movie and I'm like, I feel like it's like way early, <laughs> but if it's only two weeks, that's not actually that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've just been feeling that a little bit, a lot lately, because like James Bond got released internationally a month early, Dune got released internationally a month early, and I'm just sitting here like these are a lot of movies I want to see, and everybody's James talking Bond about, still about hasn't, me. James Bond still hasn't aired in part of the world. <laughs> yeah, see that sucks. Weird. Like that sucks for those people, man. Right, right. Um, that actually, I'm can... fine with. To be clear, I am totally fine with critics. And the red carpet premiere uh, being, I don't know, like, yeah, like two two weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think it does build hype. It allows people to create uh, well-produced reviews of said things. It builds hype. Um, and, and so I think overall it, it's a good thing um, for it to be premiered early. Um, I, I'm more against the worldwide distribution weird weird dates unless there is specific like country issues like i know China and the US often have different mm-hmm. release dates because of that uh but the rest of the world as far as i know is usually pretty <laughs> complacent about regardless of day true um i do before we move on i do want to briefly pull up something that i just found in a different article talking about the IATSE uh strike uh it says that uh, contract like contract contents will be revealed likely this weekend oh okay that'll be exciting yeah i don't really want to read it but uh (laughs) maybe maybe someone will post highlights about it um so we can uh move along uh now to our first i guess individual movie article uh so Eternals first day advance tickets have uh, begun selling and so far they're they're beating out Shang-Chi and Black Widow really uh yeah so advanced sales for uh Eternals are estimated to rack up about 2.6 million dollars in its first 24 hours uh which is 86 percent ahead of, of that of Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings at 1.4 million and 30 percent ahead of Black Widow at 2, point mil- at two million in the same period of time so wow. it looks like a lot of people are really excited for this yeah i don't know i i I mean i think i think out of the three trailers we got black widow shang chi eternals eternals was the best trailer um i'll even say yeah even though like the spider-man trailer gives me more joy the eternals trailer is a better trailer uh, even though the Spider-Man trailer gives me more joy, the Eternals trailer is a better trailer. Um, but I really wonder what what the reason is. I don't think it's solely just the trailer. I mean, maybe it is, but well, I'm sure that I think a lot cast? of it has. I think a lot of it has the cast, the very diverse cast, and and people have been praising that for the past like couple months, uh, and really just excited to see a story directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, that could be it too. Honestly, so- that might be it. It might be the director pull. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's the cast. I think it's the director. She just won an Oscar. She made a Marvel movie. Everyone's looking at other Oscar winning directors, or at least uh, our tours Mm -hmm. telling Marvel stories like James Gunn, Taika Waititi. And they're going, "Mm, yes, this is what we want our superheroes to look like told by our tours. That's probably uh, what it is. So uh, it's serious. exciting. So Shang-Chi, we have a little bit um, more about it. its It's like box office information. Oh, they, yeah? So far, it's the highest uh, grossing movie at the domestic box office this year at $213.8 wow. Nice. And That's additionally, great. Shang-Chi is going to arrive on Disney Plus on November 12th, <laughs> which is Disney Plus Day. Nice. Oh, yeah. Because Shang-Chi is going to be there absolutely there's that's <laughs> no other reason in my book because all the other stuff they announced is kind of mediocre uh so this is likely going to be the largest so uh eternals is likely going to take the top spot of november openings for marvel movies uh as okay. like whatever so the current the biggest november openings for marvel movies are thor ragnarok at 122.7 well, million all the thor movies were november so yeah uh thor the dark world at 85.7 million and then dr strange at 85 million Wow, so yeah, you're right. Eternals could definitely top it. Also, Thor The Dark World beat out, of Doctor, beat out Doctor Strange. Right. Um, just because of a Thor sequel versus a character no one knew. Also, um, it, I don't know. It was marketed a lot more, a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to see let's see, if I go to my movie theater, just a standard movie ticket. No, I don't want to upgrade. Wow. Wow, this is a lot different than Shang-Chi. <laughs> uh, man, the theater is almost full on the first showing. <laughs> I might have to buy my tickets soon. Uh, now it makes me wonder, is Dune already sold out? <laughs> Stand by, I'm, I'm looking for movie tickets real quick. All right, well, while uh, you do that, I'm going to talk about a non-Marvel-related article that I found, that I, I think is important. Uh, so, No Time to Die has become 2021's number two Hollywood movie worldwide, as it is very close to hitting 500 million globally. Holy cow. Dune is almost sold out. All right. Um, I'll have so to no time, that out this weekend. <laughs> all right. So, No Time to Die is crossing 368 million at the international uh, box office. International uh, guess, or worldwide? So, like, not uh, including I, domestic? I think it meant... Mm, I don't know, because it says what, international what it? box office. If it's inter- National, it says international it's, and then has... Okay. Good. I, I Go ahead. I think if it says international, it's not including domestic. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Because that, that's what 174 it... worldwide. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. That, that makes sense. Uh, it's also become the number one uh, James Bond film in several countries, like the highest grossing for individual countries. Nice. Uh, such that's as awesome. like um, Ukraine, Argentina, Paraguay, Egypt, uh, Hong Kong. It's the highest grossing film ever. Um, the UK. Honestly, is that leading all play sense. worldwide at 96.5 <laughs> just from the UK alone 96 and a half million being Argentine it 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 definitely speaks to the Argentine audience <laughs> 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 I think this is a story that they really liked in Argentina I don't know the only uh, the only movie to beat this out is uh, Fast 9 or F9 whatever sure you know that 10th ninth installment in the fast the franchise tenth, ninth installment yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's favorite 10th ninth installment it's true it's true uh so um the, also in addition to this no time to die hasn't come out in either china or australia yet and china is generally a pretty big market so wow. yeah although i don't i, mean, I don't know I, I is james bond big in china i don't know but they're a big movie market so they are a big movie market regardless but true. Uh, it's just i know chinese action films are a lot uh high octane which is why fast and furious does so well true <laughs> and true. this james bond is very much not you make a fair point uh, young padawan Uh, we can move right along, I guess. So we got up finding a little bit more or a little bit finding out any information at all for the first time ever about Marvel's secret invasion. Um, so it has just, uh, begun filming according to uh, our very own Samuel L. Jackson, who posted on Instagram, uh, which funny enough, he's wearing a picture of himself being dusted, uh, Nick Fury being, being dusted in, uh, so that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, so a couple things this article talks about. So, the Secret Evasion is set to premiere uh, six episodes in 2022, although I'm not sure if we have a release date for that exactly yet. Uh, we know that Ben Mendelsohn is returning as uh, The Scrolls Talos, and Kingsley Ben Adir is going to be playing the main villain. Nice. Uh, the cast inc- also includes Game of Thrones' Amelia Clark and The Crown's Olivia Coleman. Wait. Kingsley Ben Adir. Wait, that, that's. Kingsley Ben Adir. I Who is he? Tell us. I'm just surprised because I thought when we got the casting of Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman, I would have thought that we would have had the what's her name It starts with the V. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Nope. Oh, close. <laughs> what's her name? Veronke queen of the scrolls okay i really would have thought that veronke would have been the villain well unless they are uh, jitter swapping again uh maybe probably, maybe not maybe not this season who knows yeah maybe not it'd be uh, cool wh- if they were setting her up if like one of them was still playing veronke but they weren't doing it yet but yeah i'm pretty sure Veronke is she the might main, pu- she might show up I'm pretty sure Verge is the like main it. villain of the Secret of Vision storyline in the gotcha. comics. So, uh, but they're obviously changing it to some degree because right now the Skrulls are kind of buddy buddies with the humans. That's no secret. <laughs> uh, so, what's going to be the secret? <laughs> well, they're they're a they're only not a secret to like select a few individuals. Yeah. For the entire rest of the world, if the Skrulls start appearing out of people, uh, or if people start changing yeah. the Skrulls, and uh, <laughs> I feel like that would shock. Quite nearly most of the world okay you have to pick for a hero you have to no, pick a hero Batman. that is a scroll right now in the mcu who do you pick i still think roadie roadie it's kind of a classic pick for most things it, it, it a classic pick but it also could very tongue-in-cheek explain the the character the recast uh all the and way since then, we don't know how long. The way we don't know how we not We do not know how long the scrolls have been here. It's true. It could be since 1995. So, <laughs> um, but I think Rodyo would be a good one because he's he's like one of the original characters. He's been here since Iron Man. Yeah, it would uh, be crazy. Uh, Tony is gone, so Rody's like a legacy kind of still here. And to have him, someone we've like been with for this many years, to be a scroll. The only reason I say that roadies kind of a bad pick, my only push against it is the fact that we're getting armor wars with him leading. Mm, it, And true. it's like, it is that the first time we're seeing the real roadie then? Like that doesn't seem like, right. That does kind of like, why the should I like that? Why does he deserve to be war machine? He's not the roadie we knew he's, he's right. That's true. That's <laughs> true. This guy, you know, And the other guy doesn't either because he's a scroll. But (laughs) who would you uh, choose then? Although, the more I watch Battlestar Galactica, maybe I am okay with the scroll roadie being (laughs) warm. Depends on where their loyalties lie after their reveal comes out. That's true. That's true. Um, That's going to happen. But uh, I had a pick and then I just lost it. Uh,. Morgan <laughs> y- Stark. Yelena would be funny. But uh Yelena. It's not my actual pick. Because like everyone so quickly fell in love with her. Uh Hawkeye. Ooh, that would hurt. Also, we are getting a TV show with him where he's passing on the torch, so I don't think that would be a good idea. That's why though. That it's not actually him <laughs> passing the torch. It's a diff it's a scroll Hawkeye passing the Well, torch. how long has this scroll been been playing yeah, clint barton because clint know. barton has three kids that are biologically his potentially a fourth if it's not for- biologically <laughs> yeah no 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 not not very long not too long i i was thinking like i don't know since endgame nah i don't uh, i don't think it i think it's a, a wrong one yeah it's fine <sighs> i don't, I don't know. know i i just There's think no, like choice. that that adds like a lot of drama for later for a hawkeye story because it's like hawkeye is then like that wasn't me who gave you the mantle, Jane Foster. Jane Foster. That's why we haven't seen her, and so on. But now she—it's it, kind of hard for it to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how scroll powers work. I don't understand. Yeah, that. I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> but like, isn't it kind of hard for like a, a scroll to level be worthy character? <laughs> a scroll to be worthy. What are you gonna a say, s- Josh? I okay, not not a scroll to be worthy, but a scroll who is actively deceiving people to be worthy. It depends what their what their reasons for doing so are. I think if I think if (laughs) if if this scroll's reason of deceiving people was because if she was found out or he was found out that like yeah that he would be like burned or something or killed, then might be a good reason. I don't know um it'd be we hard did to do the have... cancer arc though with scroll <laughs> uh that's fair, that's fair. so going. maybe not maybe not Jane. Um... Deadpool? deadpool being a scroll <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably not. That's, that's uh, kind of a hard one. <laughs> you know what would be really funny, though? Because, like, this, there was there was talk about this when, like, the snap came, because the snap took out half the heroes, but that, that really shouldn't have happened, considering, like, superheroes in the MCU are such a small population that, honestly, if none of them had been touched, it would have still been fine, because, like, half the Earth could have been taken I out think anyway. though I, I think, though, that argument doesn't actually hold weight, because, like you're saying, it's such a small population that I could see... All of them could be taken. I I see none of them being touched, all of them being touched, or like we saw. It it, it was actually more than half, though. It was more than half. Okay. and It's completely random. So, like, the idea that you flip a coin for every character and out for 10 out of 16, I don't know what the numbers actually are, but um, (laughs) 10 out of 16 land on heads, that's kind of possible to me. I don't see that as an impossibility. Well, I'm bringing this up because uh, it's just the idea of like sometimes the odds necessarily aren't in our favor or whatever. Yeah. Like there's like a misproportionate a amount uh, of like a misproportionate amount of heroes are taken compared to the rest of the humans, whatever. Whatever. But a, a similar thing would be really funny if we see Deadpool for the first time and That's like awesome. he has all this, well, no, he has all these <laughs> friends around him and, and, and like at one point just all of them are revealed their scrolls. Literally everyone that he talks <laughs> to, like all like 10 or 12 people that he knows are all scrolls. <laughs> that would be pretty good that everyone who's like can vouch for him is a every scroll. single person who's on his side every single person that yeah. has, has done him a good service whatever is all a scroll that would be pretty And just good. have that disproportionate amount now sure there would be some <laughs> other heroes in the, like at the normal mcu or whatever but like it'd be really funny or just like a one-off gag that every single person that cares about is a scroll yeah yeah that would be pretty good um uh, getting back to this i cool. do just think though that as not a significant, but a, a, mm-hmm. a, a tangible number of our heroes have to be scrolls. I think it so doesn't it doesn't matter to tell the secret invasion storyline. Cause of the right it doesn't people, matter. Otherwise if it's not just really one this, or two, then yeah. right. Like, I think it needs to be, I don't know, four or five. The I think what's going to end up happening minimum. is it's going to be a couple like that. And either they have been a scroll for a long time and they will continue to likely continue to exist after this, just so that the characters can be used again. Otherwise, oh, yeah. like I don't, I don't, think a bunch of um actors contracts are running out. Right. <laughs> um the other thing is they've been a scroll for like the past year and just somewhere in like a house or like basically right. um they're tied up. They're just okay. tied up. Very, yeah. very mad-eye Moody in, in Harry Potter 4. Yeah. Um but other than that I don't like place, the yeah. actual Secret Invasion storyline is most of them are just captured. All right, well then there we go. Um, except for one who I think actually died. Um, yeah, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, a significant number of them have to be. Have to be scrolls, and it can't just be new ones that we're just getting introduced. Like it can't True. just it can't just be John Walker, Yelena, Miss America. We're getting introduced to it can't just be She Hulk, um, Photon. It has to be, like, it has to be Marvel, ones that we be like, known and cared about for years, it has to be someone who. It's kind of hard because so many have been retired, <laughs> uh, removed. Like we we're losing, uh, and then there's something that the- it just can't be, like like the guardians. So we we know it's not going to be the the guardians, because um, they're not human. Um, I'm totally okay with it being a guardian. If the Guardians are part of the story, I'm totally okay with it. Sure, but the Guardians also haven't interacted with the Earthen heroes that often. Yeah, but that's fine. Uh, as long as, like, if you told me, like... And the, so we're saying the scrolls are going and taking over their races, or just those individuals? The scrolls are an intergalactic community. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So <laughs> right. why does it matter to us, really, if it's not taking over the Earth heroes that we're, we're expecting from the story? Well, I mean, I care about... The guardians of the galaxy regardless of them defending earth or not do yeah, you but they're only, not the guardians of the only, multiverse they, they, only, only, they, they only cover about the earthbound galaxy. heroes um i think <laughs> that a lot of the characters that we follow are earthbound heroes and if we're gonna that's have a disproportionate number true. of them of the scrolls that are gonna be heroes are gonna be in the guardians crew
1: oh for and sure I like
0: i'd only want like one in the guardians crew like tell me that like what if it was actually just peter <laughs> I mean that's the, honestly the best pick, but uh, I mean it would it would make it would make Guardians two a little weird. Uh, well, it, it couldn't have been forever. I mean that's true. That's like true. May, Maybe that maybe whoever gets on the ship, like maybe maybe it's Nebula. Maybe maybe it's Peter. Like after we right. get this amazing Nebula story, then we're, the Nebula we're following just isn't her. <laughs> just isn't her. That's funny. Uh, and uh, or Peter. Uh, it's hard for me to pick like Drax, Mantis. Or Groot, because I don't think they actually lend too much to the story anymore, which is really unfortunate. But maybe Guardians Three will change my mind. However, we're getting this show before then, so. Uh, well, also we know Guardians Three is the end of of that iteration of the team. So, like, yeah, there's if they did become more interesting to this, or more important to the story, it would only be for that last movie. Um, right. Right. Quick uh, question. But James Gunn did say that maybe some of them will continue. That's true. That's true. Just that same narration. Like, we might keep yeah. like two on. Like we might keep like Drax and Mantis, and everyone yeah. else is dead. It's but, more like the comic book version. Although right, I think right, right. right now the latest cover I saw had like thirty people as on the Guardians of the Galaxy cover, including Doctor Doom. <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, I I I do I do can't wait. Um, I can't wait for the version that is the Peter Quill Kitty Pride uh the thing venom gamora drax and mantis version uh i do think that is the the peak of the guardians <laughs> uh, that's fair and i um, think rocket and group come later into the series but we also know that we're getting a little more more rocket story in Guardians 3 which is gonna make us interesting because we have yeah, not they one time talking it? about like a rocket spinoff film uh so there was definitely gonna be a little bit of a there was gonna be a uh so they were gonna. I think they were gonna do that with a what if storyline that was eventually mm. canceled because it was too similar to the Guardians of the th- Galaxy three. Oh, line. okay. Um, yeah. So likely not. Uh, but who knows with what if season two? We might might get an upset uh, for them. Yeah, um, well. I have a question for you. Uh, off the top of your head, do you remember the release you. date of Hawkeye? Oh, of course. December 29th. Okay, so knowing that uh did you know that it's getting uh gonna premiere the first two episodes in november uh i did but i do think that's news for the week um which i forgot to write down yeah uh two episodes at once i don't know if it's at once but i maybe i don't know probably is i guess if it's a two episode premiere then they're gonna do the first two at once do we know how many episodes it's gonna be i don't Uh, six somewhere between six and ten (laughs) probably it's my bet if it's That's six, exciting. though, it is a weird decision to make two at the right, beginning. a third of it, like right, to yeah, <laughs> like just drop it all to me then, <laughs> yeah, maybe a quarter of it for eight. I don't, I don't know, yeah, uh, it is an interesting move. I don't necessarily think it's the right move unless, uh, episode two ends with a very specific cliffhanger that they want to just rush to to get people to talk about, mm-hmm. like maybe they. I, I mean, like, if you the way they wrote the season, maybe episode one isn't like incredibly strong as far as the season goes, with like its relevancy to the season, and so episode two more throws you into it, and so you're you're able to more understand what episode what the show's about by seeing episode two. Okay, um, I could see that being the reason. Um, it is an interesting move, though. It seems like every MCU show is is like its own cup of tea. Like every yeah. single one of them has its own release structure. Some are on Friday, some are on Wednesday, some are summer episodes. So yeah, episodes. <laughs> yeah, every every single that's one fair. of them. Well, I mean, they have the liberty to do that. We've talked about the pros and cons of the studio owning their own like TV shows and whatnot, yeah. and releasing them as they are. As one. So that's one. And tailoring the... it to the specific story it could be uh, useful. I think it is, I think in the end, yeah, I think it in the, in the end, it is a positive that they're able to do this because if the story is just not there or they want to tell a more like succinct story than like a normal 12 story, 12 episode or 22 episode, whatever, then they can choose as many as they want. If they wanted to do like a six episode or a five episode, even if that's what their the story if if that, if they're able to do, like efficiently and tell enough of it and tell you a, a solid story in five episodes, then then they can do that. They don't have to. Right. Or you can be like a uh, Star Wars Visions to do nine. Yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah, it it is nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I might just skip the next article, considering we've already dist- we've already like said every little bit about it, uh, <laughs> over the course of the last couple Cowboy. minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it and I'll I'll repeat some stuff. But um, so Chris Pratt is on the set for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three uh, to start shooting, mm-hmm. although they have not started shooting yet. I think they're like delaying that a couple days. Uh, but that does not mean that they are delayed, uh, delaying the movie at all. Again, it's still on its release date of May. <laughs> 5th 2023 yeah it's so far out yeah um anything important on this james gunn will be working on his next dc project by the time this movie comes out true his next two uh, dc that's about it again yeah the recently will pull through cast as adam warlock uh rocket's backstory is going to be a big part of of this film yeah and uh that apparently what if storyline was rejected because it was too similar to the real plot okay so there we go so that's that. Uh, moving on to something we haven't talked about so far. Uh, we're in some news about uh, the Spider Man No Way Home movie. And uh, that uh, actor Tom Holland has said that shooting this really felt like it was the end of the franchise, which is kind of sad. Um, yeah. And that he and uh, co stars um, Zendaya and I can't think of what Jacob's name is ba- Battleon. Uh Jacob Battalion, yeah. Um that like their last scene together, they all got really emotional because they were like they've been friends for the past five years since they right. began working on these, and like they're not sure if they're ever gonna see each other like on this set again kind of thing, or for another Marvel movie. Um, so it was a little bit sad for them. Um and additionally, Tom notes that this his contract runs out with this movie. Meaning wow. that If he, he like, he said that he's would absolutely love to come back if he was offered uh, the position, but that, like, this is his last uh, Marvel film. Well, it's that time of year where we have to talk about Spider Man's future. (laughs) We got to do it at least once a year. Um, I have very specific thoughts about this news um, that kind of take me in two different directions. All right. Number one, if his contract's running out, let's talk about things we know for sure. Okay, his contract's running out after this film. For sure. Okay, sure. His contract's running out. We know that John Watts is not directing another Spider-Man movie. He's directing the Fantastic Four. Um, other things we know is that Venom's in-credit scene... <laughs> uh potentially ties into spider-man in some way Uh, shape or form there's some talk about that in our next article yeah i saw that too um and uh let's actually just bring up that article now because i want to talk about that as part of this uh so giving a brief uh we'll we'll come back to spider-man just so Uh, Kevin Feige is talking a bit about uh, his ambition for the Eternals movie and uh, and about the surprise and credit scene in Venom. Yeah. Or mid-credit scene, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, he... Uh, Kevin Feige has, come, has said that this story of Eternals, Eternals, this movie, is just a love letter to uh, Jack Kirby. Because these are the characters that he brought out to life in the 70s, and he never got to see like them come to life. Yeah. Uh, and so... No, it's really nice that they're like practically dedicating this movie to him. I do, I do think that that's a wonderful, um, me being someone that doesn't necessarily like certain things that yet can be added to the superhero world, uh, namely the Eternals and the New Gods, and <laughs> which are kind of the same thing, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there's an interesting thing that I think was kind of touching, um, that at the Eternals premiere, um, Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld walked the red carpet with a copy of Eternals number one that he'd bought at his local store as a kid. Wow. That's just in, cool. in like in the legacy of for Kirby. That that's is really cool. Um, it's cool that he was also invited to the premiere. True. Um, being that True. He, he hasn't been fully, uh, brought in. I mean like, yeah, he's writing, but right. But that's not the same um, as like nothing has been actualized. A... True. um, so in addition to his talk about uh, Eternals, uh, Feige talked a little bit about what everyone wants to talk about, the mid credit scene from Venom, Be right. Carnage, which was the shift and then the J. Jonah Nameson on screen. Right. Uh, and he, we have a quote here from Feige, which is about as official as it gets. Uh, and he said that there was a lot of coordination. And if you don't know all the coordination yet, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. But yes, between Sony and Marvel and the Venom team and the No Way Home team, said Feige, we worked together on it. See, I think has some that's big implications for, for no way home. He didn't say Spider-Man team. He said he no way home team. He does say no way home which team. Goes back to what I was predicting with the Venom in credit scene. That I was like, this is definitely a no way home thing. Like, yeah, it's, you were it's a like, it's right. not right. But it also calls back to uh, something I forgot about, but when, when I was looking into the mid credit scene more do you remember the Venom one in credit scene? Yes. When it says "Meanwhile, in another universe," and then it's the uh, Into the Spider Verse trailer or something. Yes. Um. Yeah. So they kind of did it before with something, and this was just a little bit more direct of a connection. And so it all kind of brings me with this talk do i think that we'll never see tom holland spider-man again zero chance no i think we will i think he's going to be working for sony i think he's going to be brought into their venomverse uh and i know we know that venom is now connected and whatnot but like but sony is still going to be producing those movies and sony is a different company than marvel and so if his contract right now with marvel is done sony might take him on uh and appear in those movies yeah, and it makes Which would you... allow them to like have, sorry, which would allow the movie not to like actually work. Say that one more time. Uh, which would allow their Craven movie to actually work. True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think there is a possibility, and maybe I'm being too hopeful and too optimistic. Of uh, Tom Holland Spider Man in the MCU, and okay. even the Venomverse somewhat in the MCU, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of things. Because c- on one hand, I look at a lot of the things that are said, and I go, "Oh, look, Kevin Feige was very involved in the the Venom." teaser why would he need to be that involved with a spider-man going away movie you know like who cares they're throwing venom in it like yeah they're using dr strange to send him into his own universe but he's the medium to send spidey right. into his own hole why Why does he need to be involved with how venom preludes it
1: with well how it preludes maybe it?
0: So, so to me, seeing that, and then also Tom Holland's comments, they kind of read to me like a contract negotiation thing. It, okay, the, fair. fair. They're like trying to hype it up. Many times then... in the past that he's like, this is the last one. I'd love to come back if only there was a way. If enough people <laughs> are like, you should do it. And the studio's like, well, we can maybe get some more money out of it. Right. And so to me it kind of reads like a contract negotiation but at the same time i can't also uh so on one hand i'm leaning that way that's contract negotiation and there's not going to be any like crazy changes that i think are uh, divided divisive mm-hmm. on the other hand john watts isn't coming back to direct after for spider-man um if Tom Holland's contract is ending, Venom 2 was pretty, had a lot of positive buzz around it. Um, so the Venomverse is widely good. It makes me think back to the Morbius trailer, how Michael Keaton shows up. And we're all like, oh, that's crazy. Um, and if Sony is just... Rather than before, I was thinking oh, well, in order for Michael Keaton to show up in the Morbius movie, uh, then maybe Michael Keaton, maybe Marvel was involved in the making of Morbius. Right, right. Maybe it could be true. Or maybe Sony's taking all of its characters back and they threw Vulture into their Morbius movie because they're taking all of their characters back. Mm -hmm. And yeah, (sighs) yeah. And Multiverse of Madness is a great way, or not Multiverse of Madness, uh, No Way Home is a great way to shove Spidey back into his hole. Um, and the contract negotiations that took place two years ago or whatever, uh, three years ago. Yep. If we think about it, that came out of nowhere, right? It came out of nowhere that Sony was like, nope, we're leaving. We're going on our own. So it's not like they didn't want to do this, if mm-hmm. that's what's happening. They didn't want to leave. Um, So they want to leave. But it was so abrupt and Marvel's going, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got this whole (laughs) MCU thing going on that's very intricate and a lot of plans are laid out. You can't just walk away right away. Let's have uh, two more films so that we can uh, send Spidey away um and say goodbye to the character in the mcu and it kind of feels like that i mean no way home end of a franchise kind of comments um but at the same time like tom holland spider-man will exist whether it's in the mcu or not true because Um, it's printing money it is it it is the currency of the land tom holland spider-man I will say uh, (laughs) the MCU has changed up quite a bit, but before, like, go back to to our childhood before the MCU was really a thing, um, like, the the top three most famous superheroes in the world were Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Right. Like, so Spider-Man definitely prints money. The fact that Spider-Man's had three different versions within 20 years... Tells you uh, really all you need to (laughs) know. Yeah, and so, like... Tom Holland, Spider-Man will continue whether it's in the MCU or not, because mm-hmm. they're going to pay him. There's no way they're not going to pay him. Right. Because he's, he he's a hot actor. He, he was in four movies this year, last year. Right. Whatever right. it was. Although uh, I know he's, his like, he has such ambition too going forward for his career that like, maybe this is, I mean, and I'm sure he would love, he would, he would absolutely love to come back to play this character, but maybe coming back for several more movies that could like tie down his, his future for the next several years which is what toby Maguire said and look how bad of a decision that was for his career that is true but <laughs> toby mcguire also stepped out of acting altogether and i don't think tom holland is gonna be yeah. doing that anytime soon and i don't think that spider-man is restricting tom holland any he? he was in cherry he was in devil all the time he was in uh Chaos but i know Walking. he also wants to he direct in... for sure for sure and that... he also directs and he also wants to be james bond so <laughs> yeah he's not gonna be the next James Bond I'll no, tell you no, he's, that. he's got a couple years um true uh, I do think so there is a quote of his he could from be this James Bond in 20 years <laughs> true uh there is a quote from this article of his that I think is important yeah And it's specifically, uh, so we were all treating No Way Home as the end of a franchise, let's say. I think if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again, you'd be seeing a very different version. It would no longer be the Homecoming trilogy. We would give it some time and try to build something different and tonally change the films. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But we were definitely treating No Way Home like it was coming to an end. And it felt like that. See, and that stuff sounds more the Sony route. That they would change the tone a little bit, right? But... And and like they would no longer be the characters that like they were they're used to. They'd be taken over. I mean, who knows? Maybe the only way to like make Peter's dream come true, everyone forget who he is, is that he has to leave this universe. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, and take all his family and friends with them. Right, right. Who knows? Yeah. Come on, in. come on, it may we're gonna go open up a feast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. probably gonna be in this yeah. movie. So yeah yeah i don't know i (laughs) why can't we have nice things man (laughs) just like i want spidey in the mcu so bad spidey it it goes back to what kevin feige said a while ago um, is that you have this character and this character this toy should get to play with all the other toys And it stinks when he doesn't. Yes, he does have an amazing universe on his own. Possibly the biggest collection of characters of any one Marvel character. But he is kind of. For a long time, the heart and soul of Marvel. True. (laughs) Um, Marvel Comics specifically. Uh, That's like you said. The three superheroes that people would think of as Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man was not Iron Man. It wasn't Captain America. A lot of people, when they were talking about an Iron Man movie being made, they were like, You're like really? why this? No name. <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, he's, he's the lead Avenger, but no one's really that interested in Iron Man. Uh, and Iron I tell that to all the crying created fans. The interest. Um, and, and like, endgame. they were like the, the belief around uh, Marvel comics was that Spider Man, Thor, and Hulk sell? Which is crazy because in the comics, they are like the most sidelined characters. Um, <laughs> ne- well, not si- Spider Man, not Spider, but mm-hmm. um, those characters sell, and the the perception of Iron Man, Captain America, Ant Man, like. <laughs> And so, like, it's really crazy. But, yeah, it'll be really unfortunate if Spider-Man leaves the MCU. I'll be greatly disappointed. Um, it's true. But it's not to say that he can't come back. Uh, <laughs> uh, and once we have a multiverse, I mean, hey, hey, if this is the route they take to, uh, to do the it's not really the ultimate universe but if they don't if the mcu is looking at it, they're like well we don't necessarily we want to build to this multiversal cataclysm event but we don't really want to spend time developing a whole nother universe hey wouldn't it be great just to have an all-out war with the sony's universe <laughs> and then it can literally just be the mcu versus the spider Verse. And there you go. You got a great collection of characters on both sides. Sure, yeah, people know, are gonna want just- Unfortunately, you don't get any of the mirror matches, mm-hmm. uh, which is some of the fun of the event. But uh, but you still get well developed universes separate from your own kind of <laughs> um, to have them duke it out at the in- end of the hour. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. I, I again, maybe that's just me being more optimistic that they'll again keep talking. Um, I think Tom Holland will still be Spider Man. There will be a fourth Spider Man movie. If they may not call it Spider Man Four, they may not call it whatever, but there right. will be a Tom Holland Spider Man movie. I don't know by twenty twenty five. Hopefully. That's, like, four years, three and a half years. Within five years, there will be another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland in it. There's just so many stories that they want to tell that, like, Mm -hmm. they have to dedicate, like, time to these. Uh, And it may not... Let let me rephrase that, because it may not be a Spider-Man movie right away. Maybe he'll be show up in the Kraven movie. It'll be the Kraven movie, but he's in it. That'd be cool. Uh, And so, like, he'll be very present in... Sony's Venom verse. Mm-hmm. I think at least. Um, and that'll be regardless of whether the Venom verse is part of the MCU or not. <laughs> what do you mean? I if? hope it becomes part of the MCU. What do you mean if? Yeah. Cause it's like it'd be cool if Morbius and Blade could interact. It'd be cool if I don't know. I think I think Blade would probably try and kill Morbius, uh, if I had a guess. You'd think I would think you'd be right. (laughs) (laughs) But they could also team up against Dracula, maybe a bigger vampiric threat, you know, like Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. There's a lot of options or Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost. Except that guy hates superheroes. (laughs) He does hate superheroes. Meaning he's probably not going to come back for the role. Yeah, but it it is uh an unfortunate thing, but I don't know. Feels a little bit like contract negotiations. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, we have uh we have one last story. Uh, talk I about. thought what happened to the kid? Just All one right? one last thought. Okay. What happened to the Tom Holland that called up Bob Iger or whatever it was? Right. Isn't that what he said? That he yeah, he said he, Bob he Iger, called up. which is like probably a big no, no. <laughs> That's what their story was, is that Tom Holland called Bob Iger and said Spidey needs to be in the MCU. And you're telling me what happened to that kid? Did they just shut him up there? Like, hey, he will be in the MCU for two more movies. Slap his butt and move out the door, dude. I have seen recently um, his audition tapes. His first time, like he was yeah. auditioning with uh, alongside Robert Downey Jr. as Peter Parker. And I am so glad that they went with a Tom that doesn't have the curly hair that, or they went with a Peter that doesn't have the curly hair that Tom had done. Oh, really? Because it, it's it's very curly. <laughs> I was like, that does not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, dude. I don't see you with the that hair. That's funny. Yeah, it's more of a hairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I we can move on to our our last little bit of thing, which is actually quite a few things. Uh, DC fandom was this week. It was. Uh, and boy, did we get some some stuff. I think the execution was probably a little bit not as great as last year's. It was um, a lot, a lot not as great. As a last lot not year's. as great as last year's. It okay. Was. Okay uncomfortable to watch (laughs) uh yeah Uh, i did i did mute a little bit of it because i was like i can't i don't want to do this anymore um but we also got a lot of trailers (laughs) we Uh, got a lot of teasers i don't know if we got a lot of trailers okay fine fine we got a trailer Uh, (laughs) the batman yeah the batman trailer yeah we can start there that one was good i enjoyed it we got to see what catwoman uh alfred uh, a little bit more of penguin. We got to see uh, a little Rindler. bit more of all the characters. That's true. That's true. This uh, is uh, and... this is like the character trailer. Before it was just like Batman's back, and now it's like characters. They're actually people. Right. Right. All right. Oh, right. right. <laughs> uh, no, it looks good. Yeah, it looks really fun. I'm super stoked for it. Uh, we also saw a little bit for Flash, uh, and I believe we saw. I did, wasn't it you that said we're going to get like uh two flashes in this yeah in the trailer Uh, i actually Uh, didn't get to see it uh, (laughs) so that one i'm gonna go off of what you said totally shows just ezra miller talking to himself not in okay okay so when you had said two flashes they have like different hairstyles like (laughs) Like, there are just two flashes there um that's not gonna break anything at all no of course not Course not. Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Um, uh, we saw a teaser for Black Adam, which looks very threatening. Or he although, like drops. Before, down and... before we leave the flash real all quick. All right, all right, all right. Um the flash trailer, at first it seemed good, and then I was like, wait, is this just a trailer for the Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Cause the the moment that they built up to first off it just like starts with there being two flashes like it doesn't Mm -hmm. there's no shock factor that there's two flashes it's just there um the thing that they build up to is michael keaton batman in the trailer and i was like no that's cool don't get me wrong and whatnot but like this is a flash movie right (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh we do see a little bit about um flash going to his home And so, going through the his mom arc to where I I did see that. Maybe, maybe I did see this because I definitely saw him show up and he like touches his mom on the back and like uh, the shoulder and she like freaks out. Okay, yeah, I think I did see this. It just wasn't memorable. I didn't. I didn't care enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we got a we got a teaser for Black Adam, and and a post by Dwayne The Rock Johnson on Twitter. Um, Yeah, the Black Adam one was good. He um, looks terrifying. And so I, I, believe, uh, Johnson's claims that the hierarchy of power in the DC uh, universe is about to change. So, yeah, it looks awesome. And, um, the way Pierce Brosnan was talking about it really excites me. That's uh, exciting. Him being Dr. Fate, which is flawless casting. I'm really excited to see that too. um, does that even, wait, are do we? are we already going to get a Zatanna? Zatanna? Zatanna, uh, um, thing. Was we that already were played? already getting talks about that. I Zatana, hope Zatana. he shows up in it. Given what? That their father-daughter relationship, it was <laughs> a big part of her life. That because she being... can't, she loses her father. He becomes a, The world gains a superhero, and she loses a father. Literally. Yep he becomes yep. a different entity. <laughs> uh true. Um we've got uh we got a peacemaker trailer. What do you think about the peacemaker trailer? I think it's very much in James Gunn's style. Yeah, it was almost too much. It was this feels like a mix of like uh Deadpool, I almost said Daredevil. Deadpool's humor with like a story straight out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it it's just it it seems so silly and, and like. He, Do you know tri- what you're right? It feels like Deadpool too, <laughs> which I think is a much weaker Deadpool movie. It is definitely a weaker but, Deadpool. But there's like the family building aspect of it. And there's there's some very funny moments in this trailer, and I think it's gonna be a very funny movie to watch. Yeah, or series. Sorry, not movie. I think it's gonna be a series. very funny series yeah um it looks hilarious but the, the the story seems a little weak yeah i don't know based on the he, trailer maybe he, he was a hero that no one like put any faith in but he believed himself to be a hero and somehow he has to get on the on track to be to be a villain so nice we're gonna we're gonna see that uh did we see get anything else uh, lot, some though. stuff about shazam fury of the gods yeah we got a teaser something first look we got something um, we got to look at helen mirren in costume and lucy <laughs> blue in costume uh, they look awesome and Jamin hansu was in it again which i was like isn't he dead oh, right <laughs> yeah how does this work uh that was crazy um I'm trying to think what else um, oh, it was, was kind of interesting because it's focusing on the Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are playing like Greek gods, mm-hmm. and all I could think about is I was like, "Isn't Wonder Woman our avenue into Greek mythology?" So, does this have any impact to Wonder Woman? That is true, considering we're getting some more Greek gods, a couple of villains among the Greek gods. I think gods. we even get to see Olympus in this first. And we've step. already seen, <laughs> we, we know Zeus exists and we've seen, we've met, uh, Ares. We've met Ares. So, so uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what, what are the implications of this to like Wonder Woman? I am intrigued. Right. Uh, yeah, this is definitely, I'm watching the thing again. This is, this is quite a bit of Greek Greek mythology here there's a lot uh, uh so. so we get we get to see athens yeah this will, this will be fun yeah i was like wonder woman needs to show up in this movie right <laughs> this to me like hearing about like all the greek monsters that we're seeing we're seeing clips and whatnot I'm like this is this just like actually percy jackson 3 <laughs> <laughs> right it feels like a percy jackson movie and, and outside of a wonder woman that that's what i was like shouldn't this be a wonder woman story like Wonder Woman's our avenue to Greek mythology. Where where's Wonder Woman in this? Well, Wonder Woman's our avenue to the Greek mythology, but Shazam's name like comes from like Greek gods. So that's, I mean, isn't like the what are the other characters? Are the wizards, Greek gods. I thought uh, they were just. I thought they were separate entirely. Well, one hmm. of them is like the strength of Hercules.
1: Like each uh, letter of his name.
0: You're not wrong. Maybe, yeah, okay. Wait, I'm trying That's to figure out. Point. I think you are right. Yeah, so Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Yeah. Although Mercury is Roman, but okay. And what's Solomon? <laughs> Judaic. Yeah. <laughs> so not Greek. Yeah, but we, uh, other than that, we've got four, four of them that are Greek. Yeah. Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, and Achilles. I don't know. I just feel like there should be some sort of a... Achilles is also not a god, but... Some Amazon connected there, even if it's not Wonder Woman. When dealing with the Greek mythology. It would be interesting to see either... Because I actually don't know in DC Comics whether Hercules was, was deified. Like, we, we get, he has god status or just still like a demigod or whatever. Yeah. But it would be interesting for, like, Shazam to to either meet Hercules or meet Achilles or meet Zeus or something like that meet one of the people that he's getting his powers from. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm more familiar with the Hercules in Marvel comics. Um, who hangs out with all the other demigods, gods, right. Minor deities. <laughs> and <laughs> just chills with them as drinking buddies and whatnot. Who knows, man, who knows, but we're going to see this uh, 2023. So yep, a little ways a little off, ways but it's exciting uh i am i'm curious about the, how this film is going to um be received because the first one was relatively positive but also it felt like it didn't make a lot of waves right everyone who saw it liked it but not but a lot it wasn't of people like saw it. <laughs> right it, it wasn't it wasn't like getting people out of uh butts into seats kind of thing yeah yeah And And honestly, when people are talking about DC movies, they forget that Shazam happened. Hopefully more people have seen it since then and get a little bit more excited for it, maybe. That's true. Uh, I think there was a few other things. Uh, We got some stuff for the CWs, The Flash. Yeah, not Uh, a lot. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? Sure. Um, Yesterday. That happened, yeah. Two days ago? Monday? okay yesterday or monday Yep. uh the flash dropped a c it's season eight trailer okay why didn't they drop that at dc fandom last year dc fandom claimed that everything was connected that all of it was every it was just the dc multiverse uh i don't i don't know man I, now I, not a <laughs> show yeah i was just like that just seemed. it just adds to the sloppiness I was already feeling about DC Fando it was just I mean sure they dropped some great clips but a lot of the talking before the clips and without the clips it was just so meaningless to me it was it's a lot of like how do you feel stuff and it was just like I don't care to drop some details you know <laughs> give us some news it was just like, see this actor in their own home kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't care. I just want the news about the characters. Let's talk the characters. If, if it was just, even if there were no clips and you had Ezra Miller just talking about Flash comic book storylines, I would be mm-hmm. more interested in than what he was talking about before the clip started. Interesting. Like, and that goes with all yeah. everyone that like, if they would just like talk about their love of the characters and how the characters affected their lives, that's more interesting. Talk about the actual product. Right. Talk about the thing you're making. Comic-Con was all about the product, about the making of the product about not just we feel good about it. We feel really good about it. We can't really say anything. So we're going to say we feel good about it. Um True. but yeah the the flash dropped a trailer not at fandom for some reason. Uh I watched it and it looks pretty dumb. Uh <laughs> it is titled Armageddon which is a famous comic book run. Um I don't know if it has anything to do with it because I've never uh read any no of it. Idea. Um but uh it's going to be a five part thing that ties in with some of the other shows. Um, it just doesn't look interesting whatsoever. <laughs> um, it does seem like it's assembling the justice league very much. Um, mm-hmm. they get called to the table and Barry's like, we got to deal with this threat. Um, I need your help to deal with it. And it's this God that creates earthquakes. Okay, cool. Okay. We're dealing- <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I don't know. It doesn't look that interesting in my mind. Um, um we got reminded that we're getting a live action Static Shock movie. Yep, uh, and Milestone Media's first animated feature, as well is coming up soon. Although we don't really know what that is yet. Um, uh, we were introduced to a video game. see so it was uh, a lot so was of like, that but, stuff. It was like, there's stuff coming in the future. Okay. But you were not telling you what it is yet. When are you going to tell me? Because I thought right. fandom was the time to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fandom next year. Who knows? That sounds like it's yeah. going to be far away. Uh, an upcoming video game was uh, talked about. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, where you get to control yeah. members of Suicide Squad. We had Squad. This trailer last. Well, it was a different trailer, but All right. this game was announced um, last fandom. Some behind the scenes talk about Superman and Lois, the show that you were watching at one point. Yeah. Um Supergirl, they had their farewell because it's not being renewed after its sixth season. Uh, I think, which yep. probably just ended or something. Um, let's see. Uh, Stargirl, we got a sneak peek at it. See, at, it's it's not upcoming season. Uh, and she's in purgatory, apparently. Is this and season it was in Black two and White or, or season three? One of those, I'm really sure. I know I we watched, watched half season one. one, I watched all of season one, but uh. Okay, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Superman got a new motto. Like the character of Superman just <laughs> as a whole. Uh, So he's ditching the American way, which was his motto, and is now truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. There we go. Okay. Tom uh, uh, Patrol <laughs> is being renewed for Season 4, and we got a new trailer for the remaining episodes of Season 3, which is, you know, glad we're getting a trailer for the remaining episodes, mid-season trailers and all. Yeah, haven't seen season three yet, but I will at some point. Uh, we got a first look at uh, the Netflix's adaptation of uh, Sandman. Yeah, seems intense. That's that going to be intense. That's going to be interesting. Uh, let's see, DC League of Super Pets. Yeah, I didn't catch this, gonna this be, one. Uh. It's going to be an upcoming animated movie uh i can see it here but i don't necessarily want to watch it right now uh dwayne, there was some stuff from it's batwoman. dwayne johnson and kevin hart <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic duo should watch it just for that uh we got a new trailer for season three of batwoman which i honestly i thought i'd been canceled after season two so that's that's news to me it's now called batwoman and alice remember how season one i said this doesn't feel like just batwoman's show and it feels like a shared show well it's affecting the title <laughs> Yep. Yeah, Batwoman and Alice, that's that's new. Yeah. Uh, also, we're getting a character, Batwing, played by Camrys Johnson in the show. Yeah, who is the uh, Luke Fox yep. character. About time. Uh, <laughs> bat time he's done something, put on the suit and whatnot. Yeah. he's he's Yeah, sure, he's Guardian for the show. I was sh- waiting for it show. for a while. Uh, Gotham Knights video game was talked about a little bit. Yeah, uh, starring Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood, they must take on the Court of Owls, which is pretty good. I think honestly, the Court of Owls might be like the most interesting storyline, in my opinion, or just like underground organization uh, that I know that's like connected to the Bat family. It's or definitely the, that, like of one of on the it. craziest. That's just like, how does this exist within Batman? Because it's like everyone knows about like the joker and all these other crazies and whatnot and then you have the court of owls which is just like this gotham elite and their manipulation Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) and the wayne family history and there's like so much lore to it that it's it's so different than anything else that exists in true batman's gallery uh legends of tomorrow celebrate is celebrating its 100 episodes nice I am surprised I'm sh- absolutely shocked that that, that Legends of Tomorrow hit 100 yeah. episodes. There are some really good shows that don't make it to 100 episodes. But like yeah. that they plan to go along. and we got Legends of Tomorrow to 100. I'm I'm shook. Uh Titans Added is being ready for list. season 4. Uh this it's such a bad trailer that they For dropped. the sneak peek for the finale? Yeah, so we're one week away from I mean now we're 2 days away. But When (laughs) Pando happened, we were a week away from the finale. Yeah. And they dropped this sneak peek that is so not interesting for the show (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) It's just like this dialogue between Tim Drake, a character who, if you haven't been following the show and like, don't read the comics, you have no idea who this character is. You don't know Mm -hmm. why you should care about him. And he hasn't really been promoted in any other way. And it mostly focuses on him. And it never, I think it calls him Tim once. So you just have to know that he's the next Robin to be interested right. from that aspect. Right. Um, and it's just him talking about, talking to Nightwing about something interesting, but they're playing coy with what it is because it's just a sneak peek. And it's like, no, you, you want a trailer, make it a villain trailer, you know? Tell us that Scarecrow's going to destroy Gotham. Tell us like, Make it intense. Tell us, tell us the stakes. <laughs> Not some dialogue over the radio between Tim Drake and Nightwing. <laughs> like, this isn't going to get people to watch the show. Like I, I do think you're right. If we had gotten something about the villains... um Motives and whatnot. I think that'd be a more interesting uh, finale. Sneak peek at a finale. Show the scarred scarecrow face, and then seeing Tim Drake and Gar like talk. Yeah, it's weird. It's such an ineffective sneak peek. (laughs) Uh, We got a uh, sneak peek uh, or a teaser, rather, for uh, the season three of the Harley Quinn show. Um, it was interesting. Uh, it. They definitely broke the fourth wall. Like, uh, (sighs) this I think was a smart one. I think this was a good one. It was Um, done well, it was executed well. It's pretty ridiculous. They haven't finished it, I guess. And so they threw something together that they could throw something together quickly. And it was a bunch of just sketch art, which, like, kind (laughs) of cool. And it, like, you know, it fits the fun that is that show. So it it works. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to talk about something else that was brought up, but we don't need to talk about Young Justice. No one cares about that. Uh, how does that How does that make you? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> that's right. You better feel bad. This trailer looks awesome. We got a trailer for Young Justice Phantoms, which is yeah. effectively season four. It is season four and nope, looks awesome. Season four. It does look really good. Um, looks awesome. Man, everyone seems, seems so grown up to me. I'm, I, I don't even understand what's happening in it. Oh, new episodes <laughs> aired tomorrow yeah all right we'll be doing two shows every week starting doing young justice glad we're figuring this out (laughs) mid-podcast um we Uh, got a uh first look at a new cw series titled naomi did you go Uh, back and watch this i I did not it the first time i did not uh it's here i can look at it it's a minute and ten dude what the hell? you you want to talk about it i'm gonna watch it I know nothing about the character. I know nothing about this TV show. Mm-hmm. And this is such a bad trailer. It It, it is everything I don't like in, <laughs> in trailers. It has text message speech bubbles. It has... Uh, She's skateboarding in the hall? It That's has detention right there. It just straight up shows me that this is going to be a boring high school drama show. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're trying to appeal just to the younger audience here. And, and oh man, this and then, and then when it finally gets to telling us that this is about something, Oh my gosh, Superman's fighting so-and-so in the street and she goes to go look at it. She looks up and faints. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this thing is the production quality looks so bad it's (laughs) i don't i'm not i'm not sure i watched um like people talk about cw stuff having a certain feel this is what they're talking about this is what they're talking about i think a lot of the dc stuff has uh grown above it um and a lot of the complaints about the dc stuff is when they fall into it when they fall back into the rabbit hole but this just captures everything people talk about (laughs) uh that yeah it's it doesn't look interesting whatsoever it's what is it about it told me nothing yeah I don't I don't really know I, I don't know. We can expect to hear more about that. It's coming out next year, so we can expect to hear more about it in the future. Who knows, man? Yeah. Um, we also they have... say me as if like that means something to me. Who is that? That's not Catwoman. That's not like <laughs> it's not a recognizable name to me. It's just a name of a person. Yeah. I True. Don't... I don't know. Um, we got a trailer for uh, a new anime. Uh, animated film. It's also anime inspired, uh, called Catwoman Hunted. Yeah, I Catwoman this, being voiced by Elizabeth Gillies, check uh, where she attempts to steal a priceless gem and finds herself pursued by Batwoman and other villains. Nice. So, looks exciting. Um, yeah, I'll I'll definitely check that out. Uh, we're getting uh, season three of Pennyworth. Um, I didn't know that show got a Max. season two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, season three of Pennyworth coming to HBO Max as an original series. Nice. Uh, and lastly, and something I know absolutely nothing about, uh, Sweet Tooth, which is apparently a show, uh, star Christian Convery answers fan questions shooting in New Zealand, and he hopes to see, see, and what he hopes to see in season two of the Netflix series. Didn't know this was a thing. So, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like producing it or something. Good for him. Um, I watched episode one, okay. and maybe episode two. All right, and thoughts, feelings. Either not for me, or it doesn't pick up. Or... Well, considering this star looks like he's eight years old, uh, I think that
1: this it's is not for
0: this me. like top five Netflix shows all time. Really? Yeah, this is like up there with Queen's Gambit. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, this is like a huge show. Okay. And I kind of understand why, but like watching it, I was like, it's just not doing it for me. <laughs> it's about, it's this post-apocalyptic world all right. that I don't totally understand. Cause like I said, I didn't watch very much of it, but for some reason out of, for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm a large slew of children were born i hate as, when that happens as, mutant, to, oh. as mutants oh, okay gotcha and their mutations were of animals for example the lead character has antlers he's a deer um or part deer <laughs> all right and so that's just a thing that there's this slew of kids throughout the world that are growing up. And so there's this huge controversy in the world. It's become very like religious about like, Oh, these hybrid kids are here to save us. So oh, the hybrid kids are muties. We got to kill them. And, uh, okay. and, and so there's this huge thing and basically it follows this kid whose dad recognized almost immediately that things couldn't go well for for this happening, right, and so he immediately takes his son and goes like into the woods, <laughs> um, and basically raises him there for, I don't, I don't remember how old the kid is when the show because the woods He's, are the, kid's like the, safe, the woods are the safest place for someone with antlers on their head to be. well it's safer than amongst people is his thinking i guess fair and so because he doesn't know how people are going to react to right this kid and so he raises his kid with what he thinks can and then in the first episode he dies and this hunter comes um who Uh, uh, is going to uh he like he hunts hybrids for money Oh, and yes. It's, Craven. Okay. In cool. This post-apocalyptic world. And, but he comes to this kid and he realizes because no one's seen a kid this old. And so he's like, all right, well, this is a little different. Like the, <laughs> this guy's like looking at me in the eyes and knows what I am versus like a baby. Mm. And so it starts to affect him and clearly they're going to go on an adventure. And I stopped watching. I stopped watching mostly because even though it does kind of sound like an interesting story, the way it was telling it was just like, so we're, we we're following gonna a character get to what this is about. Like I get that it is interesting, but like what about it is like extra interesting. <laughs> What's the so, mystery aspect? I have a question. Uh the, the hunter, the character that I guess we're following is yeah. he's, he's traveling the main character. Uh So we're following and supposed to like a character that has told us that he has killed babies. Well, he doesn't kill him. He's capturing him and reselling him or something. Okay. Okay. So he. So yeah, he's a human child trafficking. trafficking. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Just wanna. Just curious. But he also saves this kid from other. Hunters. Right. Right. He's and, only. He's only humanly yeah. traff trafficked. Uh, yeah. Hundreds or so. Who knows? But he saved one. That's good. He had a conscience. I mean, like at the end of his career. I I hear what you're saying, and I sort of. I just agree don't think he's a good person. It, but he's not a good person yet people change it takes a lot of changing to come back from human trafficking (laughs) sure i'm definitely not defending human trafficking (laughs) i'm I'm not defending him i'm saying it i'm not trusting him i don't even i haven't even seen the show what what am i talking about (laughs) i like to think though that he becomes a good person if he is our protagonist our secondary protagonist maybe um But yeah, I mean like people We're constantly watching shows Where murderers get dignified (laughs) I mean It's about the ethics I mean that you You can't judge I mean human trafficking is wrong And it's even wrong in their world But like Let's not forget that this is a post-apocalyptic world Right Okay, This This isn't our world So some rules have changed Not human trafficking it is still wrong, but like the 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 borders of judgment should be shifted in some areas, and the people the people, and I'm not even gonna say that. Ne- never mind, I'm not even gonna say the borders of judgment have changed. Let's not even go that route. People might find themselves having to trust people they don't want to trust in post-apocalyptic worlds. Versus, okay, that's, uh, a to, that's a better way. Better way to phrase it. Sure, I'll say that. That's Josh. I mean. <laughs> you've convinced me that this yeah. show might be be watching. <laughs> not because human trafficking is objectively wrong but you might find yourself forced to trust people that you didn't want to trust in this alternate universe um and that's the stuff that we as humans find interesting in these (laughs) stories is finding out who our protagonists who we identified with are having to trust true Uh, Which is why I like Battlestar Galactica, (laughs) because almost every single person in that has done some critically bad thing, I'd argue, except for one character who they just told us his biggest flaw is that he always does the right thing. And I was like, yeah, but I've kind of agreed with him every time. (laughs) (laughs) So... um... Oh man, mm-hmm. you're gonna agree with uh Galad in and and uh no because time. I definitely and haven't agreed with him. Really? Because he man. always does the right thing. His whole character is that he does whatever is right, like without fail every time. What it's his perception of what's right, which is the wrong aspect. Okay. And and that's the part I don't like. Whereas this character, he will go against his father, he'll go against the president, he'll go against humanity. Doing what he perceives is right doing what he perceives is right. And it happens to coincide with what I think is right. So okay. I'm going to say with what it actually is, right? <laughs> uh, so what we're saying is what you perceive is right is what's actually right. Gotcha. Yeah. So now we've, now we've come to the crux of the issue. I think though that the show does a great job at showing us that not necessarily that he's right, but that everyone else is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that there has to be a different way than what everyone else is pitching. And he's just always that one who introduces the third option. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> Let's go with that one. <laughs> Dude, I just, uh, I just thought of something. We're but supposed he to does, st- I, I think his flaw, he, he has the same flaws everyone else has, which is when it comes to specific people, he is emotionally attached and that guides his judgment sometimes. Okay. But um when, well, when it's not about specific people, I think he has a great sense of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> um That's fair, dude. I just because well, I, I I brought it up from a uh, little time because uh, I was like, yeah. oh, aren't we supposed to be in a TV show at some point? That's still supposed to come out this year. <laughs> we are at the end of October, and and that is supposed to be or
1: What's two thirds of the way through October.
0: Twenty twenty one. Still, to my I knowledge, a trailer for it or nothing. Let's see if there's been any news on it lately. Oh, potentially November 19th. Two weeks ago. The, the first season is getting premiere on November 19th. That the first three episodes will drop together. They are and consists of eight episodes and airing until December 24th. And it's getting a second season already. Nice. Good <laughs> for them. So November 19th. There we go. We're gonna get three at once. It's an an eight episode series, and three of them are dropped at once. yeah, it's weird. all uh, right I know well, what HBO max, although I guess Titans is thirteen episodes uh, no. but yeah, I don't know. um uh, man, we're gonna have turns out we're gonna have shows to still talk about for a while because <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have young Justice after Titans and then wheel of time i guess will be the next one nice which will probably go coincided um and then is it hawkeye or is there one hawkeye book- is just a oh, book of boba fett uh oh that's true we got a lot of stuff in the, the year a lot of options here i eventually true. got to get to raised by wolves so i can talk about that once <laughs> once i finish battlestar galactica i know that's the next show i'm watching mm. That's the only thing that's been stopping me is I'm like, but I got to find out more about the Cylons. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I've now convinced that everyone is a Cylon, which is crazy. <laughs> Dude, it's corrupting your mind. Uh, I don't know if that's correct, but I can't wait to see how the show finishes. I'm almost done with it. I'm very close. Nice. It's a crazy show. This is an awesome show. Still my favorite show of all time. There you go. good and hopefully that way i would i'm I'm getting a little worried that like (laughs) the finish of battlestar galactica is going to be similar or vice versa to the 100s finale which was horrible and the ultimate finale of the 100 they all like ascended into becoming ethereal beings which is what uh, <laughs> and not at all what the show is about for at least five seasons, <laughs> maybe six, but the seventh season really took it down that route. And I really feel like I'm like, is that the route Battlestar Galactica is going to go down? That they've talked so much about gods and ethics and whatnot that like they're going they're just gonna show and, they- up. and the judgment of the human species. That, like, are we about to see in the last few episodes the judgment of the human race and they'll ascend into ethereal beings? (laughs) Is that how this show is going to end? I really hope not. (laughs) Um, Because it's so far told a very human story. (laughs) So I hope it continues to. Man, it's so interesting. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Yeah, that's. Battlestar Galactica is awesome. Everyone should watch it. There has been uh, your weekly Josh section where he talks about whatever show he's watching. They also fully embrace that they know they fully embrace that they can't say the F word. So they say (laughs) frack all the time. (laughs) They've just totally substituted it and totally write it. in. (laughs) They don't avoid it whatsoever. Nice. Uh, and it's direct substitution <laughs> There's, they'll talk about it when they're talking about sex they'll talk about it. <laughs> they'll say frack you they'll fracking all the time um, and I love every minute of it it, it adds, <laughs> adds some, like culture to the show <laughs> it's great alright but yeah we gotta get out of here we gotta conclude this Next week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Dune. Dune. We've been building up to this one for a while. Highly anticipated. I know on both of our lists for the year. Absolutely. Finally coming out in the United States, kind of tomorrow night. Um. Hopefully, we'll both get a chance to see it so that we can talk okay. about it next Wednesday. 6 p.m eastern here. yeah i'm excited for it i know it will at least be better than the 1970 1984 version because that <laughs> version is really bad i will say it at least looks cooler <laughs> you should just watch the 1984 like fighting in it and mm-hmm. the like body armor that they have like on in the trailer you see like the red and blue like sparks off them Kind of thing mm-hmm. to where it looks like they're like 3D images almost. They're like holograms to a certain degree. Man, the 1984 version. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Graphics back then were not up to snuff. But it's just so weird. <laughs> There's like, they turn into like Minecraft Steves. <laughs> <Jeez. it's> <laughs> or like the the robots from uh, Interstellar. You know, <laughs> like those things. Uh, it's very weird. <laughs> uh but yeah dune 6 p.m eastern time when next wednesday and then also join us for the finale of titans that will be a lovely rant that i can't wait to have i am going in it with a predisposed position that i'm not going to like it um but i can't wait to talk about it nonetheless friday 6 p.m eastern time on the flip side though young justice will be premiering so hopefully we'll get to talk about that uh season four uh, so two, two Nightwing things.
1: One hopefully good, one of them is <laughs> Titans,
0: <laughs> And one one of them is good. One of them is Titans. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's a good way to say it. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and conclude here. Ian Rosmondo, thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for having are me. You gonna, are you going to, are you going to get around to seeing Dune? Uh, I am certainly going to try. I just checked the theater here and I looked at the tabs and it is not one of the ones on uh, new this week apparently the only movies that are new this week are the last duel and halloween kills uh although however it is on the coming soon list although coming soon should be tomorrow which would make it this week so i'm not really sure (laughs) yikes (laughs) y'all have to figure that out. i will find out worst comes to worst i can watch on hbo but i am definitely gonna try and see that in theaters yeah yeah it looks awesome um Yep, that will be next week. And uh, I can't think of anything else to say, so we're going to wrap it up here. I'm Joshua Troop, this is unanimous indecision. We'll catch you next time.